G'day and welcome to The Bell Lab. This is Grandstand's dedicated track and field program. Today we will reflect on the Olympic achievements of Usain Bolt as part of our Grandstand Remembers segment. Dave Robertson joins us to discuss Diamond League and the Gold Coast Marathon in the run-through. First, we're going to hear from Australian 400 metres champion Morgan Mitchell, who booked her place in the squad for the Glasgow Commonwealth Games with a storming finish in the one lap at the National Championships back in April. At just 19, Mitchell beat a well-credentialed field with a Com Games B qualifier of 52.22, delivering on the promise she showed when she represented Australia at the 2012 World Junior Championships in Barcelona. This week I caught up with Mitchell and began by asking how her preparations for the Com Games have been progressing since the national titles. Um, preparations have been going well. I mean, my coach and I haven't changed too much since, so I've um, been training hard every single day, and I'm hoping it all pays off when I get over there. Now, your victory at the national championships, where you came from behind in the final straight to win, it, it was one of the more memorable performances in, in Melbourne. Had you considered claiming the national title at just 19 an achievable goal, or did you surprise yourself? I thought it was achievable. My coach and I had sat down and thought, yeah, I can do this. It's just like running the whole race plan right. And then, I mean, once I did cross the line in first, I actually surprised myself a lot because I thought, yeah, I can do it. But I didn't actually think I would do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, everything, all the hard work paid off. I'm on the plane. It's all awesome. So, yeah, no, it was a good feeling. And, and looking at that triumph at Nationals, you showed impressive confidence through the structure of your race, being able to finish over the top of the field. Had that been, had that been a pre-race plan devised between you and your coach, Peter Burke? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the fastest 400-metre um, runner there is, so I have to hold back and try and use my strength at the end. So, um, yeah, every time before the race, he says, just take it easy. Trust me, take it easy, and you'll be fine that last 200. Like, throughout the season, I've been struggling. Like, I was scared I was getting left behind. And, I mean, at Nationals, I just thought, look, I'm going to stick to the race plan. And, I mean, yeah, it works. I mean, it doesn't work for everyone, but it worked for me, so it was good. <laughs> People thought I was going to come last. Everyone was, like, wondering what was up, but I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're winning time in Melbourne. It was a new personal best of 52.22. Uh, do you feel you can bring that down in Glasgow? Um, yeah, I'd like to think I could. <laughs> um, I mean, it's going to be a whole new competition. A lot more experienced athletes. Like, I'm running against Olympians, so I'm hoping, like, they can... I guess, take me around the track in a quick time. And I'd like to run at least 51 and a half and see where I can go from there. Yeah. And to be competing at the Com Games and the fact you made your senior international debut at the World Relays in the Bahamas in May, how important is that exposure to world-class competition at this stage of your career with the, the Rio Olympics just two years away? It definitely gives you a little bit of experience, I won't lie. Um, going to the Bahamas was really good. I guess it kind of made me realise what it's going to be like in Glasgow. Um, it kind of got the nerves out a little bit. So, I mean, we're running against Sonia Richards-Ross, who's the um, 2012-400 Olympic champion. Like, you're kind of so excited but still so nervous because you're running. It's like you're there with them this time. You're not watching them behind a TV screen. You, you definitely learn a lot from those 
uh, kinds of races, yeah. So it was good. I'm hoping I can take away a bit from that to Glasgow. Now, you took some time away from track and field during your teens to focus on, on netball. What what drew you back to the sport? Um, well, I found out that the Olympics were going to be in Rio. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love travelling. So I thought, look, if all I have to do is run really hard and train every day. I'm going to do it, like, just to get there. It's a free trip. And also, I mean, I do love the um, feeling of winning. And I've been doing athletics ever since I was little. So I thought, you know, I'm going to give it one more crack and if my heart's not in it this time, then it won't work out. But, I mean, I came off uh, in 2012 as the under-20 national 400-meter champion, and I knew from there that that athletics was what I wanted to do. So, yeah. And like so many athletes, you were an outstanding prospect in more than one sport, having been a national junior representative in netball. Has it been a hard decision to focus solely on track and field? Yeah, it was pretty sad, I won't lie. Um, I didn't miss my team. Uh, we'd been together for quite a while. Most of us all went to the same school as well. And um, making the decision of having to choose between the Australian netball squad and um, the World Junior team back in 2012, I, I was crying to mum. I'm like, I want to do both, but it was just impossible. And I thought, look, I've already done it for netball. I might as well give athletics a crack. And I, mean, I, I couldn't miss out on the opportunity of being able to go to Spain. So, yeah, I took it. It's still, like, I still look back and think, oh, I wish I did a little bit of netball. I wish I could still do it today. <laughs> but maybe down the track I might go back, I think. Now, you got the chance to meet one of your idols earlier this year in Cathy Freeman. Just <laughs> describe the experience of meeting the 2000 <laughs> Olympic champion. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> I just, I remember her walking in and um, I just froze. <laughs> like, I couldn't stop <laughs> staring at it. It was pretty funny. Like, we sat down for lunch with myself, her... Kathy um, and Lord and Berkey, my coach, and I was really good. Like we didn't talk too much about us; it was more about life and like how we both grew up and stuff. And I mean, we've caught up since then, and I feel like I've known her for ages. Like it's really <laughs> weird. We get along really well, which is good. I go to her for like any kind of advice, and she gives it to me. So yeah, it's awesome. I love her. And aside from rubbing shoulders with the likes of Kathy Freeman, you're also friends with Dante Exum who, for listeners unaware, was drafted by the Utah Jazz in the NBA last week. Do you take inspiration from seeing what he's achieved in, in such a competitive sport? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty jealous but, um, of the uh, salary he's on <laughs> at such a young age. Like, yeah, I mean, we I went to a few of his dad's basketball camps and our fathers knew each other um, back in their day. And, um, yeah, um, look, I do take a bit of inspiration. I'm thinking, man, an 18-year-old being the fifth draft pick, and he's not even from the US, you know, like he's Australian, it's crazy that that's even happening. So, I mean, I'm really, really proud of him, I'm happy for him. So, yeah, no, it's good. Well, Morgan, thanks for your time on the Bellop, and good luck as you continue your preparations for the Glasgow Commonwealth Games. Thank you, can't wait. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is the Bellop with Luke Pentony. ABC Grandstand. Well, Morgan Mitchell will be competing at the Down Under Meet on the Gold Coast next weekend, along several other Com Games representatives. But most of Australia's squad have already based themselves overseas ahead of Glasgow. And among some recent encouraging results, Alana Boyd took out the women's event at the pole vault of Prague this week with a clearance of 4 metres 52. Meanwhile, Sally Pearson has been troubled with hamstring issues this season. And that no doubt played a role in her preparation for last weekend's meet in Nivelle in Belgium when she placed second in the 100 metres hurdles. 
in 13.19, run into a one-metre headwind. And it's at this point we're joined by Dave Robertson for our run-through segment. And Robbo, some would see this as a hiccup in a lot of the common games beginning later this month, but I don't think there's any cause for panic because last year Pearson was also hindered by a hamstring injury, yet with a short taper, Shields able to produce season-best form to finish second at the World Titles. Yeah, look, I think having missed a couple of the Diamond League meets coming into this uh, this smaller meet in Belgium, uh, I think she'd just be happy to get a race under the under her belt again. Yeah, you know, it's not what she was after. She, I think she said on Facebook on her uh, on her page, not what I was hoping for in Belgium, 13-19 and second place, but you've got to start somewhere. So, look, I think she'll build on that. She's got the confidence now of having that race under her belt. They'll go back into training and, and hopefully keep working on that hamstring and get her all set up for her next important couple of races before the Com Games. Now, also in Belgium, Australia's Shannon McCann was fourth in 13.6, with Belgian Anna Zagra winning in 13.14, while Alex Rowe won the men's 800 metres in 146.71, and Nick Huff was second in the 110 metres hurdles with a time of 14.11. Now, the Diamond League returns this week, and as this is a pre-recorded program, the Lasan meet will be done and dusted after we put the show to bed. But Sunday morning, Paris will play host, and Pearson and Danny Samuels will be flying the Australian flag. We've just spoken about Pearson, but Samuels has been enjoying a stellar 2014 season. Her PB from Shanghai in May of... 67.89 metres, has her ranked second behind Sandra Perkovic and she'll meet the Croatian in the, the French capital. And Robbo, this will be a, a pivotal competition for Samuels as she fine-tunes her prep for the Com Games. Yeah, exactly. We're only a few weeks out now from the start of the Com Games, so she'll be looking to get all the confidence she can from this meet. And up against, uh, I guess, her, her main rival at the, in, in world women's discus at the moment, uh, Perkovic from Croatia, so you can be sure it's going to be a great battle. Uh, she's had success at the Paris Diamond League before on a wet, uh, on, on, a, on a wet circle. So uh, looking out for Danny Samuels, I think she's going to uh, do some great things in Paris. And speaking again of Pearson, she'll face the likes of Dawn Harper, Nelson, Tiffany Porter, Queen Harrison, and Lolo Jones over the sticks in Paris. Now moving on, and Usain Bolt has been named in Jamaica's squad for the Com Games, although. He is only listed in the 4x100m relay squad. He has, of course, been troubled by a foot injury for much of the year and decided to bypass the individual 100 and 200. Robbo, it would have been great to see the six-time Olympic champion do his full program, but it's, it's still a boon that Glasgow will see the Jamaican compete. Look, I think, Luke, the organisers of the Glasgow Com Games, they'd, they'd accept Usain Bolt uh, entering in the shot foot. They wouldn't care how they get in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's great news for world athletics to have such a, a legend of the sport there and uh, such a, you know, an easily recognisable athlete as well. So, look, if he's in the relays, that's going to be exciting to watch. I think part of his decision was he didn't want to uh, take the place of people that were, uh, you know, qualifying through the Jamaican national champ. So... You know, I think it probably suits him quite well, and he can uh, he can you know pose around and, and hopefully uh, lead Jamaica to some success. Uh, hopefully, our Aussies are there to, to thwart the Jamaican team as much as possible as well. 
Now, Robbo, among others, to confirm they'll compete in Glasgow is Granada's Olympic 400 metres champion, Karani James. So you better make some room on, on the tartan couch when you're in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. We've already, uh, we're trying to get in touch with Mo Farah because uh, I know he's very interested to get on the tartan couch as well, and he's confirmed <laughs> for the, the five and 10,000 metres. So, look, it's, it's just it's great for the, for the athletics competition uh, at Glasgow and for the Com Games. There's going to be a lot of hype with the Glasgow Diamond League uh, just two weeks before. Uh, moved up from London this year, so that'll be the first main hit out for that new track at Hamden. And I know there's lots of excitement in the air ahead of that, and then a couple of weeks later for the start of the Com Games Athletics Comp. Now, big weekend coming up on the domestic front with the Gold Coast Marathon. And, Robert, added interest this year with the event being awarded the prestigious IAAF Road Race Gold Label. Now, outside of the six majors, this is the highest level of recognition a marathon can achieve. Yeah, very exciting. It doesn't really change too much in terms of the mass participation side of the event. What it does change is more the top-end side of things, and there's certain criteria that the event has to uh, achieve in order to achieve that gold label status. Uh, for instance, they have to have a, attract a certain number of sub-210 uh, men's marathoners and, and a certain number of women elite marathoners as well under a certain time. Uh, the, the event has to be live-streamed to, I think, more than at least five countries. So they've got their webcast, which goes very well. And, uh, look, it's just, it adds to the esteem and, the, and um, uh, you know, the whole hype around the event. We've been joking in one of our videos on Mossy and Robbo this week that everything about the race will be gold. Uh, even the streets have been turned to gold and uh, everything you can expect. There's even talk of having golden syrup and uh, a forex gold served at the, at the stations as, as you go along. So we'll wait and see if that happens. But look, it's, it's exciting. It's one of Australia's best events and I think great recognition for all the hard work that they've done over the years and can't wait to get up there. Now you'll be a part of the official web stream coverage on the Gold Coast this weekend. There are eight events in total, but just run us through the form guide for the, the big race. Well, look, at the, the showdown that's been uh, dubbed in the men's marathon, uh, Nicholas Manza, uh, Kenyan runner, and Yuki Kawachi, who's just this workman-like uh, Japanese runner. He, he seems to just run a marathon, an international marathon, every week. And uh, they've both got the equal course record, which is sits at 2 hours 10.01, uh, there's also been a big push in recent years, and, and again, I know this year, to try and crack Rob DeCastella's Australian all-comers record, which it's amazing to think that's lasted for 32 years. Uh, back at the 1982 Com Games in Brisbane, when Zeke famously got that win, uh, his time was 2.09.18, and that stood for all that time. I know the organisers have employed the use of some, uh, some strategic paces, and Scott Westcott, an Australian elite marathoner, he'll be taking them through to, 50, uh, to 25 k's. Uh, they've got a Kenyan runner taking them through to 30k. So I'd say uh, the pace is going to be on. And if uh, some of these elite marathoners uh, are up for it, I think look out. We might see a new all-comers record and uh, a definitely a course record as well. Uh, in the women, you know, a lot of fancy Kenyan and Japanese runners are coming down as well. But the, of interest, I guess, from an Australian perspective, it also serves as the Australian uh, Marathon Championships, which Athletics Australia put on. And it's going to be uh, a bit of a ding-dong battle Lee Troop, it's actually going to be his final Australian marathon. And he, last time he was the Australian marathon champ was back in 2006 when it was on the Gold Coast. So he would like a fairy tale uh, ending, I'm sure, to his Australian marathon career. But look out for the likes of uh, Vlad Shatrov from New South Wales, um, Steve Deneen, Al Stevenson from Queensland. And in the women's, look out for uh, Tali Bird from Victoria 
and uh, we have a number of other great runners from around uh, different states in Australia too. So it's going to be great to see how that unfolds. Well, Robbo, behave yourself on the Gold Coast, and thanks as always for joining us on the run-through segment as part of the Bell Lap. Thanks, Luke. We'll try our best. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is the Bell Lap with Luke Pentony. ABC Grandstand. As we spoke about with Robbo, Usain Bolt will only compete in the 4x100m relay at the Com Games as his 2014 season has been hampered by a foot injury. So, seeing as he won't be contesting the 100 and 200m in Glasgow, we thought we'd use our Grandstand Remembers segment to reflect on his Olympic victories in the individual events. Now, Bolt made his Olympic debut at the 2004 Athens Games only three days after turning 18. And despite already having a personal best of 19.93 in the 200, he crashed out in the heats when he placed fifth in 21.05, although injury had not helped his cause. Fast forward to the Beijing Olympics in 2008, and it was a vastly different story. Having decided to add the 100 to his repertoire, Bolt stunned track and field fans when he set a new world record of 9.72 in New York, less than three months out from the Olympics. Now, as the newly installed favourite, Bolt eased through the preliminary rounds in Beijing before unleashing a devastating display of sprinting in the final. And Grandstand was trackside with David Morrow and Peter Hadfield behind the microphone. Bolt was a little bit slow. Powell was quickly in the stride. Powell went to the early lead and Thompson's going very quickly. But here comes Usain Bolt. Bolt storms to the lead. Bolt's going to absolutely bolt away and run straight through in 9.68. It's a new world record. Oh, what an unbelievable feeling. Usain Bolt has bolted away. 9.68. Can you believe it? 9.68 and he stopped running 30 metres from home. Usain Bolt got a pretty good start compared to his former starts. He's not the best and as you said he dwelt a little bit in the box. It's a new world record. It's been adjusted 9.69. So Bolt set a new world record of 9.69 with Richard Thompson of Trinidad and Tobago second in 9.89 and American Walter Dix third in 9.91. Bolt's popularity around the world had skyrocketed, but his showboating antics had not impressed everyone, including then IOC President Jacques Rogge, who felt the Jamaican had shown disrespect for his rivals by slowing down in the latter stages of the final. Now, Rogge could not have complained with Bolt's victory in the 200 metres, as he made sure he ran through to the finish line this time round, and in doing so, broke what many believed including myself, would be a world record that would stand for decades. Michael Johnson's 19.32. 
Bolt got away very quickly. Crawford was slowly into stride. The Zingai got away well. Dix is flying through the first 100 metres. But Bolt is absolutely flying. Martina Glenn round the turn. But Bolt comes off the turn. He's exploded away from them. Crawford giving chase. So two down the outside is Martina. But Bolt has absolutely exploded away from them. He races away. 19.31. He's done it. He's absolutely done it. Martina second. Crawford third. It's a new world record. 19.31 seconds. You Usain Bolt, a bolt of lightning from Jamaica. So Bolt had another world record to his name. He's 19.3, leaving him a clear winner. And later, Tarandi Martina and Walt Spearman were actually disqualified for running outside of their lanes during the final, elevating Sean Crawford and Dix to the silver and bronze medals, respectively. Now, Bolt was later part of the Jamaican quartet that set a new world record in winning the 4x100 metres relay, giving him three goals. And this was a feat he repeated in 2012 in London. In the meantime, he had set world records in the 100 and 200 with times of 9.58 and 19.19 at the Berlin World Titles in 2009. But by the time London had rolled around, he was not the clear-cut favourite, after losing to countryman and training partner Johan Blake at the Jamaican Olympic trials. Blake had also won the world crown in the 100 metres the previous year in Daegu, although Bolt had been disqualified from the final. So when the eight finalists lined up behind their starting blocks in London on August 5, 2012, many observers were wondering if Bolt's Olympic reign was about to end. Set. Blake was slow into stride. Gatlin got away quickly. Bolt started to come through quickly. Gatlin and Bolt. Now Bolt starts to put on the accelerator. Bolt is storming away from him. Bolt goes through. Blake's got second. 9.64 seconds. It's a new Olympic record, but it's not a world record. But Usain Bolt has won it comfortably. Blake's got second. And a photo, I think, between Gatlin and Gay for the bronze medal. Is he, is he right? Is he the best? Is he the greatest? He's a legend. 9.63 rounded down, four hundredths outside his own world record. He is the Muhammad Ali of 100 metre running. He is the greatest. So Bolt won gold in a new Olympic record of 9.63, with Blake taking the silver in 9.75, and 2004 winner Justin Gatlin of the United States claiming the bronze. Bolt and Blake went head-to-head again in 200 metres. And here is how Grandstand listeners heard the final of the half lap. Set. Bolt was quickly into stride and so too was Weir and Blake is running a very fast first 200. Bolt comes off the bend. He's in front. Blake is starting to give chase. Bolt's clear. Here comes Blake out after Bolt. It's Bolt and Blake. Bolt leads by half a metre. Blake's getting closer to him. Bolt's going to win it. Bolt's going to win the 200. He beats Blake and Weir makes it a Jamaican trifecta. 19.32. It's the time that Johnson ran to win in Atlanta in 1996. 200 outside his Olympic record and 1,300s outside his world record, but Bolt first, Blake second, Weir third, Jamaica first, Jamaica second, Jamaica third. 19.32, the winning time for Bolt, with Blake second in 19.44, and a third Jamaican, Warren Weir, also making the podium 
with a time of 19.84. Bolt and Blake later teamed up with Nesta Carter and Michael Freighter to win the 4x100m relay final for Jamaica. And who knows whether Bolt will add to his tally of six gold medals at the Rio Olympics in 2016, but you'll have to be a brave person to bet against it. Now, you won't hear Bolt running the individual events in Glasgow, but Grandstand will be on the ground to cover the track and field at the Com Games. And in our next program, we'll give you details of our broadcast schedule. A reminder, you can listen to the Bell app on Grandstand Digital or Streamed at abc.net.au slash grandstand on a fortnightly basis every second Friday. And that is the same address where you can find the podcast of the program as well as the broadcast schedule. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. And if you want to get in contact through Twitter, just drop me a message at Luke Pentany, all one word. Catch you again in a fortnight. Music.